Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. This week, I'm joined by a friend, Miss Lindsay Jones. Good morning, Lindsay. Hey, good morning. This is the second time, ladies, I've got to talk with Lindsay to record a podcast because we had a grand conversation last week, and then the team (laughs) system messed up. I'm going to blame it on them, ladies, not my own ability here. But um, anyway, it lost the recording, and I was so frustrated. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming back and letting me re-record this podcast. Of course, of course. I'm honored. Well, I'm hoping, friends. I want to. I, I hope I can glean some of that conversation we had because it was so rich. And it's some of my heartbeat of why I invited you to be with us so that we could share with the ladies. So let's just go ahead and start with you telling them a little bit about who Lindsay is. Some of them met you at Priority, but give them a snapshot of who Lindsay is. I am a mom of three married to my husband this may 19th will be 15 years um Mm -hmm. i got married as a baby i'm just kidding i got married at 21 but it did feel like that for a while um my kids are in this stage where they're all in elementary school so it's like really sweet years i have a couple of passions in life i like to run and that's a new thing that's not like a thing that's always happened but i've always like like fitness has been a passion of mine but running right now is the current passion and then um i also like to paint i live in springfield illinois and my husband is the state director of church planning for the illinois baptist state association super i want you if you don't mind because i think it'll set up our conversation to tell the little the ladies a little bit about the difference in your life now versus when kevin and you were serving full-time at a church in texas my husband started serving at churches whenever we were 18 and for a while my heart was just kind of not really into it. I really wanted my husband to do coaching or something other than ministry. And the reason was, is because I was very nervous about being put on a pedestal or spotlight. And I didn't want that for my kids. And I know some of you listening might be able to relate to that. And so for years, I just tried so hard to convince them, like, try something else. I'm sure you're not called to ministry. This is not like what the Bible says wives are supposed to do. But like, I just knew I wouldn't be great in that role. And then I think around 23, God just like broke my heart. We were in a meeting with at a church in Texas and they were like, and how would you love on the girls? Like, how would you minister to the girls? And my, I just started crying and I was like, I'd take them to Starbucks and we'd go shopping and I just get to love on them. And like, I mean, tears are flowing down my face because I realized I've been running away from what God's called me to do also my life as a as like a minister's wife Kevin did youth ministry for over 10 years and he did college and young adult ministry for four and a half years it was a lot I mean I ran the registration table all the way to you know uh hosting we had about 90 kids come to our house for like meals sometimes and just you know to to worship the Lord and to listen to what he has to say and our house is not huge our house was about 2,000 square feet so I have done so much and then 
versus now, my role is really different. When we moved here, he travels a lot for his job and it gave Mm -hmm. me the opportunity to get to disciple my kids and disciple people that normally wouldn't have come up to me for friendship and for community. It's given me an outlet to be a light to the lost in a different way. Always in the church, I had so much of my community around my church family. I'm just, I'm getting that here, but like I have had the ability since moving to really get to know people and invite them in, invite them over. Today, I'm discipling a girl who, you know, is a very new to faith. She's coming to lay out with. Now, are we going to talk about God? Yes. Are we going to talk about life? Yes. But God has used the ability and the freedom of moving to Springfield in a new way for me that um, has opened a lot of doors to people that have like don't have a relationship with God and don't know anything about it or not expecting me to know much about it. So it's it's a different role, whereas a minister's wife, they kind of expect you to. They don't understand my husband's job, so it doesn't it doesn't quite feel the same. Lindsay, that's one of the things that I, I want. There's a couple of things that I want to talk about, especially your heart for students, you know, and collegiates and how seamless you make that feel. But but before that, I think, you know, you and I said there's a reason God has us re-record, right? We didn't know what it was. But something I want to pick up on, um, because I think you you just modeled that for us, and it's so seamless. Um, there's a There's a lady coming today. We're going to lay out together. Just something so simple. And this is what I notice about you. You don't have family, biological family living around you right now, but you you just naturally build community because you see community and you share your life. And what I love, though, is you don't you don't program it. In other words, you don't think it has to, you live it holistically. Your eyes are just there. It's not like somebody has to meet this criteria for you to invite them in. And you just we say a lot of times just share life with people, but you truly are sharing life, but there's joy to it. You can hear that in your voice. There's an enjoyment. Like you said, there's this sweet spot. My kids right now at this season are all in elementary school. There's this sweet spot. And I want you to talk a little bit about that um, because I think some women struggle with that. They they may think they're not doing enough or not enough or they don't have it all together yet or that's for this person. Or can I just be honest? We point a finger and talk about that person like their life looks so easy. Look, how do they have time to lay out? You, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, but, but I think you bring fun to that element. But because I'm getting to know you a little bit and I watch – there's authenticity there. Everything is intentional, but it doesn't mean that you're not enjoying some of the moments. God brings pleasure with the work also. Yeah. One of the best things I've ever gleaned from in a study, it's a study about joy. She was a cancer patient and she was, you know, not doing well and how every day she had to find joy bombs. And the word is so dumb, but she's like, my joy bombs were things I would just write down whenever I would start getting down. There were like six things. So she was like, what am I grateful for today? And she would be like, oh, the fact that like my kid isn't sick anymore. That's, that is a joy bomb. The fact that I got to give my husband a hug before he went off to work today. That's a joy bomb. Fact, I've already done my grocery shopping this week. Joy bomb. Fact that I got to talk to my mom and we have a relationship. She literally, that was a good challenge for me to change my mindset on 
you know, in scripture, it says, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, submit your request to the Lord and he will give you the peace that passes all understanding. And I think sometimes the reason that I can have kind of a a schedule where, yeah, some people would say, oh, is she, you know, is she not going to do this and that? She's going to lay out with a friend on a Tuesday. The reason I can have, you know, peace about doing that is A, I'm sharing the gospel. B, I've gotten out of my own head and my own mind space to defeat myself in that and say, what are you worth? You're not worth that. Do something else. Something else will be better than that. Nothing is better than living like Christ and sharing him with other people. So you have to prioritize the gospel above your own insecurities, your own mom guilt, your own, you know, what are people going to think about me? You have to prioritize the, the people, the person God has put in your life, the people God has put in your life. Amen. That's, that's really good. Lindsay. That's good. Ladies, if you're listening in and if you were part of Priority, you met Lindsay because she was part of our panel discussion the Friday in that Friday evening session. And we positioned her to be able to speak in, to open our eyes to that those students and the fact that we've got to reach this population. And and then she also led a couple breakouts. So if the name or the voice is sounding familiar, that that's why. That's why. But I want you to take a moment and I want you to share your heart with us. I'm just going to jump right there and give you the table. I want you to share your heart with us on why we reach the students and how we're making it more difficult than it needs to be. And then give us a challenge. But I'm going to pray that you speak in a way that can just rip the scales right off of our eyes, painful as it may need to be. I would say that. For any Carmen out there, I'm going to let you in on a story that might inspire you. My mom um, is 67, and when we moved to Longview, she, um, about almost seven years now, seven and a half, she got involved in college ministry. She was a recent divorcee, like, you know, my parents, (laughs) they stayed together for 36 years, but eventually my dad chose himself sin pattern over my their relationship. And so you would think someone that was 62 wouldn't be that, you know, vital in a college ministry, yet she would open her house after church and invite students to come over. She was a small group leader. She also like, even this, it, this is so heartbreaking, but it's how God works. One of the girls she mentored actually lived with her for a while. She was kicked out of her own house and my mom let her live. She discipled her. That girl is about to get married, and she asked my mom, could you please help plan the wedding? I'd love it. It's on her same anniversary that, like, was her anniversary. And that, like, God's still using that relationship, and God's still allowing my mom to work in her life. And my mom, like, selflessly won't tell the girl, like, this is my anniversary. (laughs) Uh Guess what? There's life there now. Like, that's kind of neat how God's using that. In a way. So I'd say for anyone that, you know, feels like I can't reach the next generation. I don't know how to, you know, it's the being there, the the cooking for them. It's teaching them the simple life skills, doing incorporating your life and your wisdom and being willing to pour it into someone else. I also want to charge you with the, the challenge of when you walk out of your door in the morning and there's a neighbor that you know, no matter what the age, but especially if they're younger, do they know you? Do you talk to them? Do you know their name? 
Are you making an impact in the zip code God has placed you in? You know, he doesn't make a mistake with our addresses. And if we're not doing that at our address, I don't expect when you walk in the doors to be doing that in your church. So first off, you have to be able to live with that ambition of who needs Christ. I know the answer. How can I let them see Christ in me? And I think sometimes in churches, from what my husband has gotten to experience and what I've experienced also by going to some of the churches where he preaches, is people are frustrated that they're you know, their congregations aren't growing and they don't know what to do and they're sitting there discouraged. But there are some churches that are very kind to me and my kids when we come in. You know, they have hospitality bags. They have like crowns for my kids to play with and stuff like that. And that makes a world of difference for a young family coming into a church is just the fact that there's a church in Washington. I want to commend them. You know, they've gone through a very hard time, but then they buy like a whole bag of Starburst for my kids. When they ran out of the yellows, the woman went back to the store, bought a whole big bag of Starburst again. And months later, when we visited, it was waiting for us. Like that means a lot to my kids, means a lot Mm -hmm. to me. So if you're Mm -hmm. trying to reach the next generation in your church, what I would say would be intentional in your own life, be intentional, you know, there. And that will lead into the body of Christ at the actual building of the church. So I just want to commend you, First Baptist Washington, for doing that well. And so that that would be my thing is love hard when you see it, when even when you don't want to, and make sure that like you're being intentional with your questions and getting to know them and not being scared to let them into your life. Because as you grow... Someone that is now, you know, I'm 36. I know a lot more than I did at 20, but I needed a 36, a 50-year-old, a 40-year-old to speak into my life at my 20s, big time. A lot of times they don't have it. So don't be scared. They're not as scary as you think they are. (laughs) Well, Lindsay, you said be intentional with our questions. What do you mean by that with our questions? Really start thinking about how they're feeling in the moment. Don't expect them to ask all the questions. They're not going to. Really think about them in the moment and stop thinking about yourself when you walk in a room. Think about their needs, where they're from, what they're interested in, what do they want to do, what are they excited about. It's such simple things, but people always like to talk about themselves, obviously, but we have to think of that not as a bad thing. We need to think of that as the gateway towards talking to them about Christ. And that takes months, guys. I don't think there's many times God gives us that elevator salvation moment where we're just with someone for 30 seconds, we preach the gospel over. I think it takes life on life. Because like I said, the girl, you know, that my mom was witnessing to and walking with, she's still walking with her, but it's been seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. She's still there. But she's led the girl in a lot of gospel conversations. You know, when you look at statistics and you see, and there's no doubt, you know, our culture is getting darker and a lot more complicated. And what we have to understand, myself being the older woman, you know, what we have to understand is that our experiences are not the same as a younger generation's experience. Theirs are not the same as ours. And that's what we're trying to do is how do we overlay those experiences 
But sometimes I think even though we have what God resources us, we have a lot to offer them. We're so scared to offer it. Um, And I think sometimes it's because we think they're going to need more than we're willing to give. Mm, That is, yes. Like, do not be scared to tell of the cracks in your plate. Don't, don't be scared of that. God has molded each one of us. And I know as a young newlywed, one of the best things that ever happened was in a small group. We were with a lot of people of every age, lots of people in their 60s and 70s and 80s. And we just felt really like our marriage was falling apart. And what do we do? And we almost felt defeated because we saw these couples that were stronger. And so one night I just asked, like, have any of you ever had a hard time in your marriage? And everyone did. Everyone opened up to me. It gave me hope that I had never experienced before because I had seen them as having a perfect, idyllic life. And why was I struggling? Guys, I know every single person listening has struggled. Every single person. Life is not given to us without struggles because the struggles lean us closer to the Lord. If we're not willing to share in our struggles, that's a hard issue. And I would encourage you to pray about that and learn mm-hmm. how to overcome that and say, you know what? I have been given a story and I need to be sharing it with others. If that that is wisdom, we are commanded to give wisdom down through the generations. Mm-hmm. Remember, like if we tell somebody what we struggled with, they don't look down on you. They look like I could make it too. That would be great. You know, I personally have struggled very hard when I moved to Illinois. I came from a very hard, traumatic experience in my last church and I was burnt out. I'd given so much as far as serving and as far as opening my home and loving others. And I just felt done. I hate to say it, but I was on a dark night. It took about almost two years to get out of that. And, and it took a lot of forgiveness and it took me actually writing to people saying, Hey, Matthew commands us to resolve and to, you know, come to terms with the pains and the hurts in life. And I just want to encourage you guys by being open with you and saying, if you're listening to me and you think, oh, she's always been a solid Christian. This is her. No, I was struggling. I was in the depths of the darkness of my faith because of a church crisis that happened right before. And it really (laughs) rattled me in a different way than I'd ever been rattled. And some of the things that I was doing, I was holding on to bitterness and the roots were there. You know, it took us going to biblical counseling for me to realize I wasn't forgiving people. So I'm telling you this because I want you to know, like, if you're looking at me or listening to me and saying, oh, she's just, she just has it all together. No, I don't. I was questioning my faith a year ago. So don't look at me and say like, oh, you know what? She's just, she just has it all together. God in his mercy and his justice brought me through that. And I can now say anyone at any time can have a dark night of the soul. It can happen. And you run towards the light and you run towards the savior and you get on your knees and you ask him to show you where you've let those hardened parts of your heart build up because anyone can go through that. And me sharing that is very like embarrassing to say, oh, well, my husband's the state director, but I'm struggling with my faith, you know? But by the grace of God, he's brought me through that. And I've seen his hand of mercy on me. And I've seen, you know, how he's used me in different ways and how he's never let me go. And so anyone struggling with that today, I just want to encourage you to get biblical counseling, find one. If you're struggling, go to them. You can't see your life like 
someone else can see your life mm-hmm. and, and really get right with the Lord. That would be my goal. And you can't, you cannot pour well into others until you have a solid foundation. But the whole time, even when I moved here, I was still, I still knew the gospel and I still knew my mission, even though inside I was hurting a lot. I appreciate you sharing that. And ladies, if you're listening, let that resonate with you and ask God to meet you there today because we ha- we have to understand how powerful the mind is and the enemy wants your mind. And that's why he says over and over, bring your thoughts captive. Let me renew your mind. But it's only him that can renew the mind as we meet him in the word and put truth there and we trench out some lies and we reframe some of the things that are coming at us. And that's what I love, Lindsay, about you sharing your story, because I think that's where life on life, you say they shared their story, show them the cracks in our plate and it brings hope. It models for us. You know, there's something about somebody modeling a story that starts to let us reframe because we maybe have only seen one story, our story. But when we can start to see other people's story, we the cross shines shines brighter. And so I love that you were, you know, I love that you shared. And ladies, here's where I want to challenge you as our time is winding down. I love this, getting the opportunity to, to, to just sit and hear people's story. And Lindsay, I want coffee again soon, friend, just to continue <laughs> to get to know you and what God's doing in your life. So ladies, if you're listening, life is lonely. And what you need to remember is loneliness is real, but God created us for community. And that I think we're making discipleship so hard sometimes because we've maybe never, ever experienced authentic community. And once you get a taste of it, there's no going back. Lindsay, this is what you're displaying so fresh, friend. We have to offer our lives up, all of it. And sometimes we want to wait till it's a degree or it's so structured. And no, he's just saying, I want, I, I just want your life. Just give me your schedule today and realizing mm-hmm. that everything he gives us is for the purpose of him being him, not us, him being able to build the community. And I don't think we have to over invite people in. We just have to know who are the ones that he's putting in front of our of our path. So, friends, I am grateful for you. I'm impressed by you for all the right reasons, Lindsay. You're modeling for this odor woman and it's it's refreshing, <laughs> friend. I appreciate you. Well, good. Clearly, I don't feel like I am doing that, but I thank you for thinking. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, I'm going to share Lindsay's contact information in the episode notes because she is available, willing to connect with you and share thoughts and, you know, share stories and so forth. I'm also going to put the link to her art ministry called Drenched in Peace. Drenched in Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Because you truly are an artist with your, with your paintings and God's waking that back up inside you. You just talked about coming through a very hurtful time. It's expressing some of your healing that he's, he's bringing you back to that right now. Yeah, it's the definitely was one of those things that the Lord is allowing me to be able to paint again and just kind of express some of the joy that I I know to be true. Some of the hardships for about two and a half years, I couldn't even paint when I moved here because it was so hard and I've just gotten back into it and I'm loving it. And if you're interested at all, I do commission pieces and all kinds of little things, but it's all to spark God's light. Every painting I, I do, I do want to show that the Lord is living and he's right. And it's kind of bright and cheery because life is so hard. And sometimes the seasons where we see that growth, we see it and we're like, oh my gosh, life is good. The sunlight is good. You know, we know this about our weather, but sometimes we don't realize like God is doing that in us too. And so the reason I do flowers is because there is beauty in that growth, but it wasn't always there. 
God's so glorious to bring us through winter, to bring us into the light. That's why it's called drenched in peace. So it's just how we can see God transform our lives daily. Yeah, I just want to encourage anyone listening. If you want to reach out to me about your ministry or a ministry you're about to start, and it's with the next generation, whether it be youth or college Or if you're on a personal level and you just want to know how you could relate to, you know, your neighbor, a girl that's been coming to church, et cetera, please feel free to text me. I'll put, I'm not good at email, so don't email me. I won't ever text. (laughs) We could talk and uh, maybe I can help you with some good ideas if you need ideas or just encouragement. It is a different beast than most ministries and all of us feel incapable of it. Trust me. I don't think anyone's given the position of youth minister and gone, no, I was born for this. No, it's always changing. It's always changing. So you always feel inadequate, which is what God needs us to feel. (laughs) That's good. That's good. And ladies, let me, let me just take that as our segue that we say every week on the podcast, we all have our individual walks with God. We're called to be a disciple who makes disciples. But he does not mean for us to do that alone. So if you're not connected to the community, connect with us. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at at Illinois Baptist Women or check out resources here for you on our website at ibsa.org backslash women. So, Lindsay, thank you again for being with us. I appreciate you sharing your time. Yeah, no, thank you so much. (laughs) All right. And ladies, you have a good rest of your Friday. Have a blessed Sabbath. And I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website ibsa.org slash women.